Are you scared? He's The sixth Burrow Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Lockwood, the Reaper of Greg's Soul, the Italian badass himself, Rafa Rispo. And this is the podcast of all podcasts. Are you done? I'm done. Oh, okay. Let me go. Who are you? My name is the Cross County Kid, the Mouth of the South Hudson, the Segment Stealer, the Headliner from Hawthorne Avenue. (laughs) That is right, baby. We are back, and we are the bad guys. The bad guys. Of the podcast world. Yeah, I got another. I got another nickname for you. Yeah, the Dunwoody Dork. <laughs> well, we're saying hey, hey today. That's right. Right. We are. He's here. Right. He's who? here. Who's here? I don't know. Who? 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 We got a very special guest today. Our first guest of the podcast. Greg, why don't you introduce Well, actually, before we introduce, no. I told everybody on Facebook I had something for you this week. Yeah. That's right. You didn't realize it, but I have something for you, and all I know is it's pretty hot in here. That's uh, right. What the hell is this? Uh, Lockwood uh. Fears CCK, <laughs> baby! Six Borough! Wait a minute. I ha- Why didn't we go live for this? Oh, this is no. crazy. That's right. Look there is me. one thing you fear in this world, and that's me. Where's your sunglasses? It's all you need. Right Put here. those on. We need a photo for this. For this. This is this is insane. Turn around, you piece of garbage. That's Look right. at you, you piece of garbage. You're just bad because you, you didn't. You know, get you one. you think you think as my partner in crime here, you'd have gotten me a t-shirt. No, that's hell clever. no. That's okay. I'll have some for you next week. Oh, Don't you will, about. huh? Yes, I will. All right. All right. Well, Greg, I need you to do me a favor and introduce our guest, our very first guest of the podcast. Who's that? Who is it? I don't know. Oh, it's somebody else you fear. Oh somebody yeah. Somebody I've been talking to. That's for, right. Talking about for a few weeks now. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting for him. That's right. He's here. That's Are you scared? <laughs> and he's not an Undertaker fan. Ah, that's yeah, a we'll problem. see. He that's might be on. We'll ask that's him. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the professor, my friend, Marty Mosier. Ladies and gentlemen, if there was a fifth horseman, <laughs> this man would be the fifth horseman. Marty Mosier, the professor. How you doing, bud? Good to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. I heard a lot about you, man. This guy this guy hypes you up a lot. I was going to say, hopefully I live up to the hype. Well, you better, buddy. <laughs> I was going to say, if this was a YouTube show, I feel like we should be doing vignettes. Listen, I keep trying to get this guy to go live. We he can. He just doesn't want to. He's I have scared. an idea. He's we scared. just haven't talked about it yet. Let's I have ideas. Don't worry right, about it. The shirt was it. a nice little shocker for this week. It was a shocker, but it would have been a bigger shock live video. Yeah. Like we did we'll get there. two weeks ago. That would have been nice. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. All right. 
Well, we have our guest Marty here. He's the professor. He's the guy we've been talking about. He's the guy that's supposed to school me. Let me tell you something. We had a little bit of a chat before we recorded. He knows his shit, man. I actually am scared. You are scared. I am a little bit scared. That's right. Yeah, but why I have what fears? It's all respect. It's all. It's all for the the love of pro wrestling, man. That's why we do what we do. Right. So, Marty, let's introduce you here. Let's uh, let's get a little bit of background on you. Like, what's your first memory of of pro wrestling? We we kind of did this on our first show. We want to kind of get a feel of like a sense of how you. Became a wrestling fan, you know, what's your favorite memories and stuff like so that. Live shows you've been to. Live shows, live events, live anything, whatever mm-hmm. you've encountered in the pro wrestling world, we'll, uh, sure. we'll ask you. Uh, the first memory I can have was um, probably from 1983 watching Andre the Giant come out for the Big John Stud Body Slam Challenge. There you go. And uh, originally, um, the way they had it set up was... Um, John Studd was managed by Freddie Blassie, and they had the Body Slam Challenge all set up with, the, I believe it was $10,000 was the offer. You know, they'd had it going for successive weeks and kind of built it up. And it looked like Chief J. Strongbow, who was way past his prime at that point, um, looked like he was going to come out for the challenge. And then they drew back the curtain, and out walked Andre the Giant, and I was totally hooked. Ah, and, cool. You know, and, like, I can remember as, like, a 12-year-old kid just going nuts, you know. And it was, like, one of those things, like, you know, how, like, when you're a kid, you scream and yell and holler, and your parents are like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Plenty of those times. Right. I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little younger than you. Right. Um, we would get yelled at by my mom for doing Jim Ross voices in, yeah. in, in the living room. What the hell are you doing out there? Right. And, you know. The, the only thing that was a little bit different, I think, for me was is that when I grew up, it wasn't as cool to watch wrestling. So I pretty much watched that by myself. Right. Like, my friends didn't watch it. Like, my family members didn't watch it. I mean, I'm, I'm an only child, so I don't have brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And so I got used to just watching it alone. Mm-hmm. You know? So you're kind of in your own little bubble with the wrestling world. It was like your... Yeah. It was like your thing... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm into comic books and stuff, so, yeah. I mean, I like the, the over-the-top personalities. Like, right. To me, it's like a live comic book. So you could probably relate to other people outside of your home, like at school or like at the playgrounds or whatever it is that, you know, you did as a kid when it came to, like, comic books because that was probably more a thing than no, actually, watching wrestling. You know, actually, right? no. It was about the same. Really? Yeah. Really? Like, you know, wow. it was, you know, like, I... Well, we're talking a different time. We're talking right. 83. I was born in 83. Right. You know, and... And yeah. uh, Greg was, was what two, three in eighty three, right? Two, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, it's 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 uh, it, the the sport, the spectacle has come such a long way. Oh, since I know. Then, it's so. it's like now when you hear like you know them talk about like Rolling Stone covered this or like you know ESPN covered that. Like back when I started watching it, there was no way that no. would ever be covered by any of those publications very cool very cool you know now that's it's not to say that it was all bad i mean it was just different and and it'll well it's hard because like it'll be like one day trying to describe to your kids what life was like before the internet Mm -hmm. (laughs) right and before the phones and all that right Right. Right. yeah and so you know there were you know when i started watching it there were territories although as i told you earlier like because you didn't have cable TV, you didn't really get to, you know, until you had cable TV, you didn't get to see other promotions. Right. You know, it was kind of like you lived in the Northeast, you saw WWF. Yeah. And that was, that was, you know, and I, like I said, I got there 
just as Vince took over and, you know, his father was phased, you know, had kind of retired, I guess you'd, you'd say, for lack of a better word. Right. Yeah. And I was there before Hogan, you know, showed up. I was there for the tail end of Bob Backlund. In fact, when I started watching it, guys didn't come out to music, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it, they were just starting to do that, and so it was extraordinarily rare. Right. And, so know. when you were growing up, watch, starting to watch wrestling, what wrestlers did you grow up with and you actually started to like and follow? Um, well, as a kid, I was, you know, you kind of like the faces. So, um, you know, Hulk Hogan would be obvious. Bob Backlund was a, was a decent wrestler, but his personality was just a bit too bland. You know, he didn't have that, I don't want to say like edge that Ho, you know, Hogan had. It was, it, it's hard to describe. I mean, like even today, people, you know, like you can see like how people react to Hogan. Like oh, that yeah. pop that he gets when he comes out. Bob Backlund will never get that pop. Today. No. But but the thing is 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 that uh, he was a likable character backland. Right. It just he wasn't he didn't have that like charisma that Hogan had. No. The charisma Andre the Giant even had. No. You know the 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 um the superstar brands and all that stuff. You know the, right. Like, he the, didn't the, have that look side. that was gonna yeah. that was gonna really pop in the in the ne- in the coming decade. Well, it's right. just like Flair. I mean, you know, right. Flair would come out. You'd have the robes. You'd have the music. I mean. Sure. You know, he had the whole package where, like I said, a lot of guys came out, didn't have music. I mean, right. you know, Bob Backlund, you know, would spend an hour and a half doing like a Harvard step test during a show, <laughs> you know, and it's an impressive physical feat. I mean, he's in ama- he's amazing shape even today. But I mean, sure. you know, as, as a as a character, as a personality, he was just flat. I mean, you know, and so, like I said, I, I gravitated toward guys like Andre the Giant, like Hulk Hogan. And then as I got older, I started to appreciate the heels more. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm a big Horseman fan. Oh, yeah. I'm a big Flair fan. That's why I picked that music. Yeah. I like, knew exactly what to go to. And, uh, like, when I was growing up, you know, when we when we finally got the NWA, which didn't happen until I was in high school, you know, we finally got TBS. So I could actually watch that sting when he first started. Yeah. You know, when he still had the surfer look with the flat top haircut. Sure. And I'm ashamed to say it, the rat tail, which just, you know... <laughs> Is never a good look. I mean, well, it wasn't the eighties, man. It, well, it was, yeah, it was, it was the eighties. It was a I mean, thing, but it's like a mullet. I mean, there's yeah. just no way you can make it look good. Um, so yeah, that's where I started out. I mean, and just went from there. And then, like I told you guys before, probably like somewhere around nineteen ninety, you know, I stopped watching WWE and switched to WCW, and watched that until the Monday Night Wars started, and then. You know. But you never had a period of time where you just stopped watching wrestling as a whole, did no. you? You you were just a wrestling enthusiast the, oh, yeah. the whole the whole way whole way through, right? Like, yeah, because that well that was one of the good things that that like you know when I started watching it, like with territories they also had magazines. Yeah, you know, so like if you didn't you know because that's how you found out about other wrestlers in other territories, is that you got to you know read about them and and see like you know. The matches, but as the territories died out, so did those magazines. Mm-hmm. You know, until you know you got the internet, and now it's just evolved and changed. Oh yeah. Because like back then, like all the all the magazines were in, you know, were follow kayfabe, so they yeah. didn't. Sure. You know, they would all, you know. And they were like monthly publications too. So yeah, you're you're reading one month what's going on, and then to find out what happened inside that that month, you have to right. wait until the next one comes out, and yeah. It was unique, man. It was a, it was a time that I remember because I caught 
I wasn't in the territory era, but I was in the WWF, WCW, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even even towards the like the ECW era, right? Where you get those magazines and you'd read about you know all the different types of organizations out right. there that still did kind of linger on. You know, the NWA yeah. was still you know going on. You know, right. this is I start watching in '91 when the WCW sort of broke away from the NWA. Well, the NWA, that, that was one question that somebody pointed out to, like, Ole Anderson, you know, that I saw on a YouTube video, and he, you know, is the NWA, as people understand, it didn't really, you know, pretty much had ceased to exist at that point. Right. You know, because before, like, there were different territories. I mean, it was all NWA. It was like a cartel. I mean, right. everybody was in on it. Right, right, right. You had guys from other... You know, I mean, you had NWA, well, like, you had like, WWF, and you had the right. AWA, but there were guys on... There were owners and like heads of those organizations in the board for the NWA. Right. But it started out as like the NWA and then the NWA But the NWA kinda, was like the whole basically the whole show. Like was the well, whole yes and no. Most of it. Right. Like say up until like nineteen sixty. Okay. You know, and then it kind of broke apart into the different territories that we think of where like you had Vern Gagne in the Midwest, you had Vince's dad in the Northeast, you right. had Jim Crockett's dad like down in the South. Right. You know, but then what happened was, is like, you know, those NWA territories started to close down, you know, and the ones that didn't close down, Jim Crockett Jr. bought up so that when it came time for the NWA to come to an end, like what everybody, you know, what the AWA, uh, sorry, not AWA, NWA had started out with just really ceased to exist. It was really just Jim Crockett promotions with that name. Right. You know, and, and... They used that name for a while. And know. they carried the lineage, too, though. Like, they kind of, like, yeah. held clean to the lineage. Of for a little while, until, like, about 1993. And well, that's like, when, yeah, that's yeah. when the WCW sort of, like, took over from NWA. They, you know, they, they changed the NWA title to the WCW yeah. International title. Right. <laughs> the World International title. Yeah, which was, which was a terrible <laughs> The big title. gold belt, basically. Um, yeah, man, it's interesting stuff, man. Uh, you got anything? Any questions? The professor. The professor. My friend. <laughs> he's, your, he's your friend, isn't he? Marty, I had to ask you, um, what, when you were a kid or uh, as you got older, um, did you go to, what live events do you remember most? Um, like, actually, I went to a live event at the Glens Falls Civic Center. My aunt took me, and uh, it was the first uh, time I'd ever been to wrestling. And I'll be honest with you, my experience was not good. I mean, and not not because, like, the show wasn't good. I mean, Andre the Giant was there. I mean, I think he teamed, if I had to, I have to look it up again, but I'm pretty sure he teamed with uh, Tony Atlas and Rocky Johnson to face um, the Samoans. Mm. And the under, the, part of the undercard was, um, no, not the undercard, the main event, was that was the, un, the undercard. The main event was actually Don Morocco versus Jimmy Snuka when Don Morocco was the... the Intercontinental uh, champion. Yes, was the Intercontinental champion. So we're talking like 83. Yeah, this is when I was, like I said... This I is told. sort of the time where Snuka does the, the, the dive off the cage oh, yeah. at Madison Square Garden. So that's that same tour, basically. Yeah, about that. Because when you think about it, if they run up the, up and down the Northeast, yeah. you know, Glens Falls and maybe Westchester, or maybe Poughkeepsie, Westchester, Hartford, yeah. Garden, you yeah. know? Allentown, wow, that's something. They did yeah. a lot was of it a cage match or was it a no, regular match? No, it was just a regular match. I wonder if they just did the cage at the Garden for that tour. That's pretty crazy. 
Well, that's the thing. I mean, people don't, you know, people always, a lot of times people remember, like, when he did the, the dive off the cage on Morocco, but he actually did it before that, you know, like Foley mentions that. He yeah. actually was a heel, and, you know, he did that to, he, you know, he dove off the cage when he was wrestling Backlund. The first, it was gotcha. the first time he did it, yeah. I think. And, uh, you know, when Backlund put his, you know, either rolled out of the way or put his knees up right at the last second, and, you know, Snooker crashed and burned, and, right. and uh, you know, Backlund got the win. Because, that, well, that was another thing I was, I was going to bring up, was, like, when I was first watching it, like, back in the early 80s, they had a lot of cross-promotional stuff. There was yeah, a lot of time... they, did bar, they did bar wrestlers from other promotions, right? They did well, of... yeah, it would be like, you know, somebody would have Andre, like Vince's dad, and somebody would say, like, well, can we take Andre for a little while? Because Andre was, like, an attraction. So, yeah. I mean, he didn't... It was, you know, like, the women were, like, the same way. They only showed up at certain times of the year, you know? So mm-hmm. if you got to see them twice a year, that, that was, like, a big deal. So they would kind of, like, move them around, you know, so gotcha. he, you know, so he might go to Japan. Uh, this is Andre. Mm-hmm. He might go to Japan. He might go to Texas. He might go down south. You know, well, I mean, Texas is south, but I mean, you yeah, know, yeah, not like Memphis, in, right? Yeah, not uh, not so much Memphis, but like Atlanta. Yeah, you know, because yeah. like that was a weird thing. Like Memphis was was in the south, but it was kind of like its own territory mm-hmm. with Lawler, you know, kind of in charge. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I mean by like cross promotional is you would see. Um, matches between like Nick Bockwinkle, who was the AEW champion, and Bob Backlund, who was the WWF champion, or like Flair and Bockwinkle, or Backlund and Flair. Right. You know, and a lot of times the, the you know they would always end with double disqualification. Sure. Double the schmas so that no one yeah. loses their title. Yeah. No one loses face. Everybody looks good. They you know they just go out and have their match and you know. Because that's the way a lot of the things well, happen. Well, yeah, and then you don't know what's going on on tour because you don't read w- what happens, you know, the day before, you know, in this town, you know. Yeah. The, unless someone traveled with him and was like, hey, guys, guess what? This is going to end in, w, you know, double, D, right. double DQ. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. Wow, so, that's pretty interesting. So what other yeah. live events have you been to? Um, after, well, the thing was is, like, the, the reason I didn't have so much a good time at the first one was because it was so crowded, like, that when... Well, you guys have been to live yeah. events at the Civic Center. So you're down, like, on the floor by the plexiglass, and everybody in front of you that's on their seats all the way to the ring is, like, standing on their seats. Uh-huh. So when you're there, like, the only thing you can see is somebody standing on the top row. So you're there for the whole event and, and barely see anything. That's incredible. You know? So, and, and, and the thing that's so incredible is that we just went. Yeah. There was and nobody there. Was, there was nobody there. Yeah. Man. It was like... And I've been to TNA events that were there that were like that. Yeah, yeah just mm-hmm. nobody there. Like, they tarped off a quarter of the city center for their, you know... Oh, so it was like a WWE pay-per-view. <laughs> no, that's when they're tarping off the, the crowd. They're tarping Continue. off... Continue. They're tarping <laughs> off a, a, a quarter of the, the arena for the entrance itself, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the three quarters of the arena is like half less than half full yeah. itself so when you really think about it you're getting like like maybe two thirds two thirds of it is empty almost yeah. you know it's crazy it's just unbelievable how, how how we've come like the business changes so much but it's like we still just like <laughs> well merchandise <laughs> I was going to mention was another thing like, yeah. when I started the, nobody had merchandise no you, you it wasn't MC. an idea until well, Hulkamania they, really. they didn't make any money back then yeah. <laughs> well that was the thing I mean the TV shows were designed it's, 
as far as I can understand, I mean, it, the way it was set up is like you watch the TV to get you to come to the main, you know, to come to the events. You know, right. whereas now you watch the show and they want you to buy the merchandise. Right. And like I said, now you're flooded with it. I mean, in fact, that was one of the things I was going to uh, bring up about the Young Bucks is like, I think they're amazing entrepreneurs, you know, and, and that's the thing is like, because, well, I brought it up because like when I talked to, to Greg is like, you know, how many NWO, di- like different NWO t-shirts can you remember, you know? I mean, maybe... Just a few, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you look at the Bullet Club, and everybody has got their own... Their own Bullet Club shirt, yeah. Right, yeah. you know, I mean... Well, I can go get that shirt if you want. No, you can today. stay right there. Right. I'd, rather, <laughs> I'd rather watch you in that BS shirt you have. And another thing was, is, like, even every combination of the Bullet Club, you know, I wouldn't be surprised as their own shirts, because they... You know um, they do, yeah. You had the 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 like um, the hung bucks or like you know Cody and the young bucks or Team All In, right? Right. You know Marty Skrull and the young bucks are the super villains. Mm-hmm. When they were with Adam Cole, it was the super click. Yep. You know, and uh, Ralph got a Bullet Club Joe Crab Shack shirt. Yeah, WrestleMania. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. Not Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> Anyways, continuing. Um, but as far as live events, um, I didn't go to another one until I was like. Probably in my late twenties, early thirties. What was the biggest like like live event you went to? What Would was probably that? be that the first oh, okay, one. Okay, that, that first to. one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's so you went to a bunch of house shows. You never really did like a raw or pay per view or no. Anything like I'm not that. really a live event kind of guy. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, I can watch it at home and, and be just as happy. Well, honestly, I think nowadays this while the entertainment value is 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 there. Right. Don't get me wrong; it takes care of the kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's driven f- pretty much for the kids. You right. know. The, the entertainment value is there, but you're not going to get, like, top-notch, like, main event matches. You know what I mean? So you're, you're, you're really not missing too much when you go to a regular live event. A pay-per-view would be different, obviously, but, you know. Yeah. It's, it's just it's so much different. The biggest right. moment at the last live event is when Charlotte Flair almost hit me with her car. So. <laughs> Anyways. Um, Listen, he said that the Young Bucks are great entrepreneurs. He yeah. never said anything about well, wrestling. Well, we'll get into that. Don't worry about it. Anyways, um, before we get to Raw, just a little side note. Marty has been my friend for, what did we calculate, 19 years? Yeah. About 19 years. How do you uh, put up with him, Marty? I don't know. Listen, I've worked with him. We've talked so much wrestling. He's a patient professor is what he is. Yeah, I, I've wor- talked with him so much wrestling over the last 19 years. I don't even know how our heads are straight. Um, I've always said that, you know, if I was to do a podcast in wrestling or anything in wrestling, I would either do it with Mr. Lockwood here or Marty now I'm doing it with Mr. Lockwood. Now, yeah. now we got a Greg sandwich. Over yeah, that's here. right. And now, <laughs> after seven episodes in Marty, I realized I made a mistake. So. But now I'm just kidding. I love well, him. You know, oh, he knows I love him. He thanks knows I love him. He just, I just gotta give him some shit. So, anyways, um, so you think he'd take it easy on me after the week I've had? <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, I told you it was gonna be no mercy today. Uh, uh, you right. said bring it. Yeah, that was a text I got. I did say bring so. it. Anyways, let's get to Raw. It was a Raw reunion show. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, drew some big numbers, didn't it not? Started out with a guy that my son Nicholas loves, Mr. John Cena. He teased to show up on Raw all week. People didn't know whether he was going to show up or not. Did a little promo with the uh, Usos in the ring. Who knows, he would have been foreshadowing (laughs) something to come. Uh, Listen... 
John Cena. I was excited for about three seconds that John Cena was out there. My son was very excited about it. So was my kids. Yeah, okay. They did They did chant John Cena yeah. sucks, though. Yeah. They like to do that. So anyways, I just wanted to kind of intro with something. Rob, what did you think about the show? Uh, with the show as a whole? Yeah. You said it drew some interesting numbers. It drew do the you highest... Have... I don't know the exact rating, but it drew the highest ratings in over a year. Well, that's a lot of disappointed people, man. Because uh, <laughs> that show sucks. That show was awful, dude. And I had such high hopes for it. You remember? Here, here's season. the thing. I love a lot of those guys they had on that show. Oh yeah. I, I grew up loving those guys, and I, I, it was it was actually sad to see the condition of some of those guys. Uh, I just, I have never seen more of a group of old guys that just shouldn't be doing anything in the wrestling business other than, you know, events and, like, you know, like, 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 Q&As and, yeah. oh my god, maybe some appearances, appearances you know, here but not and there, like what but they no, had. You know, you got, you got, it, I tell you what, one, one of the things I really liked about the show, though, I did like about the show, was, um... Uh, Medusa coming out to almost <laughs> toss the twenty four seven title. Oh, in the what trash. you mean when Ted DiBiase paid her blank yeah, money? Yeah, yeah. And Did then you notice that? and then he comes <laughs> out with two twenties. It's like my cousin Vinny. What is that? A twenty with a bunch of ones wrapped <laughs> around it. <laughs> or he, one, oh. yeah, he comes out. If anybody hasn't watched it, Medusa tried to recreate her moment in WCW where she tossed the women, the WWF women's title, into the trash can on Nitro by tossing the twenty four seven championship that she had just won in the back. Into the garbage, and then of course the million dollar man Ted DiBiase comes out and says he wants to purchase that title off of her, and he has a stack of what looks like money in his hand. <laughs> but after he shuffles through a little bit of it, you see kind of some blank. I'm telling bills. you, it was like two twenties, and sandwiched inside of it were like pieces of paper. It was it was the funniest thing ever. It brought me back to the. I mean, to the to, who, to the who won that title in the back? I mean, Drake Maverick had it. And then I think Pat Patterson it changed won hands. It. Briscoe, Pat Patterson, Kelly Kelly, Kelly Kelly, Medusa. Well, who's the girl that spins around? Michelle McCool, one that does like this turnaround thing. No, Michelle McCool was there. No, who was it? I don't know. It's, oh, it's one whatever. Some other woman won, and then Medusa choked her out. And then I think no, Ted DiBiase got in the car, and that's where Drake Maverick beat pinned him, pinned him <laughs> yeah. in the limo, and then r Truth <laughs> rolled him up to get the win, and ran off with Drake Maverick's wife, who still hasn't consummated his marriage yet. So, yo, I tell you that twenty four seven thing with Drake Maverick and r Truth is killing it right now. How do I know it's not a bunch of ones with twenty right yeah. now? It's two hundred hours. Yeah. Uh, the show ended uh, with actually, you know what? I did like I did like the stories Ho- or Austin told. Um, so yeah, the one he, he told about being in the elevator. Yeah, that was that, that's something that I'm that He actually tweeted the photo. He yeah. said he took a picture of him because he had it. It was one of those things where like time stood still as they were doing it, and he just had his phone in his hand. He had to take a picture of Ron Simmons. Right. Yeah. So if you go on his tweet, his Twitter account, you'll see the picture that he's talking about. And he right. says, "Remember that story on Raw? This is the photo I was talking about." Let me tell you guys something right now. Okay, I have a cousin. John Luca, Greg, you know who he is. He moved to Florida, and he hasn't watched wrestling in, I mean, a really, really, really long time. Probably still in the Attitude Era when he stopped watching wrestling. Mm-hmm. But he says to me, and this was on the way up here, he, we were talking on the phone, and he goes, every single time something like this comes around, 
I like to watch because I want to see if Austin's coming out. Austin was his guy. Mm-hmm. He goes, I sat through all three hours of that show. He goes, I was in pain, Ralph. I was in pain. Yeah. But the ending was worth it for him. The end, the end of that show was worth him sitting there watching. He thought it was cool. All the older guys were on the ramp and everybody came out to talk. And, and this Hogan came out, Flair, whatever. But... He's I, I, absolutely right when he said that like it was worth the three hours to watch the five minutes Austin got in the ring. Well, to, I, I enjoyed his comment, too, about uh, hanging out with Hogan for the first time. Yeah, and he did a podcast with him, which I have to listen to. Yeah. We have to talk and about then, next week. Um, he said he hung out, drank at the bar with Ric Flair. Yeah. That was good, too. Yeah. Like, no, that's the kind of stuff I liked. So I, I enjoyed that Ric Flair should it. be drinking. Yeah. And it was, and it was, <laughs> he was even, drinking. And you know what? I actually did come to find out that, that uh, Scott Hall wasn't allowed on the ring for the, uh, the toast at the end. Really? Yeah. They Is would not right? allow him in the ring. Hey, he listen, hung out the ring out for him. No, that's, 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 that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I um, I didn't. You know what I hated, though? What? How how the NWO came out with the, with Road Dogs music. Right. That oh, was you know awful. What I, you know what else I hated is Corey Gray's or Michael Cole. One of them said that all of DX is here. No, they weren't. They weren't. <laughs> Badass Billy Gunn wasn't there. Yeah. Where was he? Oh, he's in AEW. So, but um, earlier in the night, actually, uh, did they reference Billy though? I think they did. Maybe they Billy did. Now. I would have to I go back and watch it. I I'm think sorry. they might. Have. I, I was no, I, and it's it foggy for me too. But I think they I, might I, have I, it. I, of course, enjoyed Bray Wyatt's segment. Oh, the yeah. mandible claw on Mick Foley. That was insane. That yeah. was actually a really good part of the, the show, too. I yeah. forgot. Anybody forgot. that beats up Foley is good. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, that, I mean, other than that, you know what I really did not enjoy is that, like, what, I understand the, the what, what, what they're trying to accomplish. They're trying to get some ratings and people to watch. But where did that further SummerSlam, which is, like, right around the corner? Dude, I don't know about the show furthering SummerSlam. Um, because it didn't. They just really needed some ratings, dude. Yeah, but there's... They I, have a, I have a way that they could have got better ratings. But I'll get into that. Marty, did you actually watch the show? Uh, I caught the tail end. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you got the good stuff. You caught the most important <laughs> yeah. shit of the show. Yeah. Uh, uh, really quick. Austin coming in the ring and saying what he said was totally off script. It, I, no one's putting a script in Austin's face, ever. No. I feel like, though, during his most recent and last few appearances, there kind of was scripted. Yeah. You, you would think he'd come out and promote his new show. He didn't mention the show once. Because yeah, right. The Rock would have... Yeah, he would have. He would have oh, promoted sure. he would have. Uh, Cena the Fast would have. Fears. Yeah, Cena would have. I heard Cena. They, took, I, they, they did. I heard Cena took off after too. Good for him. He's a piece <laughs> of garbage. Anyways, but um, but I just love let, how let, I, let's, I, I listen to your opinions every week. I, I just want to say that I love how, uh, like, even Hogan's shtick was like pretty. Oh, like, Hogan like, was garbage. No, it was garbage. That's you want to know why? Because all I heard all week on his social media was Hogan. Oh, I'm coming to. Run the show, and um, he acted like he was gonna beat up somebody, and 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 they did say that they had some segments planned where there was some going to be some physicality, but some guys actually couldn't pass the physical to actually no. get involved in the match. <laughs> but anyways, I, that was what I was pissed off about. You expect Hogan to come out and you know do something all week? He's hyping it like he's gonna show up and whoop 
you know, the younger guy's ass. And he was even out there with, 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 with Jimmy Hart in the segment in the in the beginning yeah, of the show. Yeah, the he was hyping it. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. I want to yeah, hit someone. Yeah, he didn't even do someone. anything. I want to hit someone. Yeah. Anyways, Marty, what did you think of the show? Uh, like I said, I caught the tail end of it because I don't, um, as I said before, when I watch WWE, I'm an NXT fan. And so that's where my loyalty lies. I watch that faithfully every week. And I find that Raw and SmackDown are just too long for me. I don't enjoy shows that are more than two hours for the most part. You know? Raw is three hours. SmackDown's two. I'm okay with SmackDown being the length of SmackDown. Raw is too much. Well, I'm actually, I'm actually glad Marty came up with that comment because you know what? That's my idea. What they should have done to gain ratings is have an NXT on Raw night where the guys from NXT are on Raw. Give them an hour. Give, what? Give them an hour. No, give them a whole show. You put them against the people that you would want to see. You Jar- Johnny Gargano versus Seth Rollins. And actually have a good match, like a 10, 15-minute match. No fucking bullshit. Like, put them in the ring. Let them, let them do their thing. NXT, and that hypes the, the TakeOver. That hypes the SummerSlam. It's a win-win. I don't understand why they wouldn't. So, here's... here's- Here's something that I was thinking of, because NXT is obviously, they use that as a developmental brand, right? What if they decided to keep NXT as a third entity and not, like, make it a developmental? And we can move some of the wrestlers up to the roster, but what if it was mainly its own brand where you had your superstars that stay there? But then they mix with the Raw and SmackDown guys, like how they do this. Well, let's ask Marty. He's the NXT guy. See, for me, that's part of the appeal of NXT is that first you get to see the guys, you know, men and women as they come up, you know. So you you see them as they're developing as, you know, characters, and you see the way they're, you know, how they're perfecting their craft. That's what I like. The second thing I like about it is, like, they're only there for a certain amount of time. So. If there's somebody that I don't like for whatever reason, you know, I only have to watch them for a certain amount of time. They'll, you be know, gone. That, they'll either be gone or they'll be up in the re- in the main roster. Yeah, and, and they're, you know that they're eventually going to move on to the main roster. Now, even people I do like in, in NXT, because I'm a huge fan of the Revival, I'm a huge fan of Asuka, I, I'm a, I like Kari Sane, you know, I, once they go up to the main roster, I... You lost it. Well, it's not it so much fizzled that, out. Because I, the way I see it is that these guys go up to... What the hell are you doing? Rubbing, uh, no, rubbing I'm, just, I'm just making sure it's, it's so you can read it. I can read it. I can read. You don't have to stretch it out in front of my eyes while I'm talking to the professor here. I'm trying to... Trying to get some knowledge. All here. I hear is black. This is a, this is a this is a an opportunity of a lifetime, and you're touching your nipples. Touching where it says nipples. Lockwood. No, I'm stretching it out. You're stretching it out. You know what? Continue. Anyway, I feel like and I've said this before that these wrestlers that come back up to the main roster after being in NXT, it just fizzles out. Bobby Roode, the Revival, the, the the you know, name it, man. Yeah, a lot right. of these and guys. I, that, I can understand that. In fact, I just had this conversation with Greg, like. The last episode that we watched is like, so when you bring someone up to the main roster, I, w- I would have to ask myself, you could do one of two things with them. You can put them on a rocket sled on rails right to the title where they tear through the division and win the belt. Now what do you do with them? So the, when I say what do you do with them is do you have them have a long run with the title or do you have... 
a short run with a title, but multiple runs. You know, well, you look at like the the one of the teams you mentioned, you know, um, the Legion of Doom. Now, like when I watched them as the Road Warriors, they came from the AWA to the NWA in 1986, and they wouldn't win the titles until 1988. Mm-hmm. And then when they won them, they only held them for maybe six months. Yeah, and then they dropped the titles to the right. to Mike Rotunda and Steve Williams, the Varsity Club. You know, so I, I guess what I'm saying is, is like. Would it be, you know, would it be better to, like, say, we'll use the Revival because that's a team we, we both seem to like. You know, w- would it have been better to have them come in, win the titles really quick, you know, and then lose them fairly quickly like they seem to have done with them, you know, but then have, like I said, multiple reigns? Like, I'll use the, ex- the Usos as an example of a multi-time tag team, but if you were to go back and look over their original reigns, how can you measure it? Right. Like, you could probably measure it in weeks. Right. You know? No, you're right. You're right. I think that would have been a good idea for the Revival because they came, when they debuted on Raw, it was such a, like, a big, to a big ovation. It was yeah. such a big pop. The, the, right. Wow, here's the Revival. And then it was just gone. But they can't do that. They can't go for that big pop and not do anything with them. That's that's what I'm saying, saying. is that I think that you're right when you say they could have capitalized on that. What what do you... Do you think that would have been a better choice instead of the Raw reunion show? Do you think an NXT night... Like, putting the guy... I'm talking about putting the guys on NXT, like a Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor. Things like that. Like, and and actually have matches. Like, not, like, gonna end in disqualification. Like, put it on... You know, let's let's go three hours. I'll do one better and say, what do you think about them doing like a like cross promotional pay per views, like a raw? Because Greg and I are on the same page when it comes to the pay per views. I think they're awful. The way they do them now are awful. Every pay per view is a mixed pay per view and brings nothing but like confusion to the table. I think you separate the pay per views. Plus, you're now you're having longer a longer time difference between between your your raw pay-per-view and then your next raw pay-per-view because if you think about it you're doing WrestleMania right in March right later in March no April April WrestleMania in April a little bit later in April you have a raw pay-per-view May you have a Smackdown pay-per-view June you have a raw pay-per-view mm-hmm. July you have a Smackdown pay-per-view August we're at SummerSlam mm-hmm. it's joint so you're every other month pay-per-view. You can build stories and you can beef feuds up a lot, a lot more. They like build to your climax to the feud, right? right? And, you know, your cross-promotional pay-per-view is where you have everything, you know, your, your pay-per-views, your big pay-per-views. Yeah. But if they were to go ahead and have, like, one month an NXT SmackDown, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and during those SmackDown shows and NXT shows, you have SmackDown guys on NXT coming in and, and, and like, you know, maybe something like that where you can have like a big payoff on a, a, instead right. of on, you know, mat, big time matches on SmackDown. Right. You, can, you can have it at this pay-per-view. But something different, you know, something, something like... Well, I could think of something different. Um, Ring of Honor, which is one of the shows that I enjoy watching. Right. Um, had a thing where they used to, they haven't done it late in a few years, but they called it Champions versus All-Stars. So what they did was, is they did almost like a Survivor Series style match where they had all the contenders face off against all the champions. And it didn't matter if you were heels or faces. Like, so if you had two, you know, if you had two heels that were going after the tag titles, you know, and, and two faces going after the singles titles, they had to work together as a team. 
and they Got had it. to face off against all the champions. And the same thing with the champions. If you had heel champions mixed with face champions... You're, you're a champion team, so you're right. on the same team. Yeah. Sort of like that Survivor Series, <laughs> the, the 95 Survivor Series, where they had, <laughs> like, Shawn Michaels, Ahmed Johnson, and, and, and a heel. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, as far as, like, you know, building up to the pay-per-views, I don't really have a problem with a pay-per-view every month, even if it's mixed. I would be more... If I were book, I'm just saying. If I were booking things, I would be looking to do more like divisions. So you'd have like sort of a mid card division that goes after you know for guys wrestling for like say the IC title, the US title, a tag team title division, you know, world title division, and the whole idea would be to kind of do a single elimination every month. You know, take like an elite eight mm-hmm. and work your way down. You know, from four to two to one, yeah. from eight to four to two to one, you know, and whoever wins the tournament is now your number one contender. And right, just, and, and just, then throw storylines in the middle of it. Right, throw, throw, yeah. Because the other matches could be like, well, the losers of those matches. Can, yeah, because yeah. like if if Greg costs you your match, and your shot at the you know, so oh, I elimin- definitely would. Right. Well, if he <laughs> if he eliminates Ralph from the tournament, sniveling little weasel, this guy. Is. You know, and then like you know, Ralph may come back in a later match and and cost him the belt. Mm-hmm. Now you you've know. built a story. Now. Right now you've built like something that's not designed around a tournament. You know, like I think it's just that now they really don't care about the championships. They don't mean much no, more. Of course they don't. They got it on Brock Lesnar. Again. They don't. They don't. They don't care as much about a title. You well, know? that's one of the things I like about New Japan that I mentioned to him, is like when somebody wins a title in New Japan, they actually tell you, like this person is like the 69th person to win this title. Mm-hmm. You know, like Kazuchika Okada, they're 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 big Okada, star. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he just. Uh, like, I know who Okada is. You sniveling little. Weasel. Like, he just went to 12 title defenses. That smirk on your face. Uh, last year. And for him, like, that was like a, that was like a record to, to, for a defending champion to reach 12 defenses and still have the belt on. Yeah. You know? And so that's kind of the thing to me is that you have to make a big deal about. Because clearly, it doesn't mean anything to Vince. I mean... No. Yeah. It's, it's it's all about the spectacle now. It's the show. Right. It's the it's the, you know. Yeah. It's the bad stories. Right. Are, are we talking SmackDown at all? Yeah, we are going to talk SmackDown. Can I get to that? Yeah, maybe we can <laughs> get to right. that. Yeah. Anyways, so that concluded Raw. SmackDown, um, that furthered uh, SummerSlam more. Um, so now Kevin Owens was going to be put in a match against Roman Reigns in the main event. Mr. K.O., Stone Cold, Steve Austin wannabe. Uh, where Shane McMahon's the uh, ring announcer. El- Elias is the timekeeper. And Drew McIntyre is the ref. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wasn't that like a Raw main event where yeah, Austin was so. Austin McMahon and then everyone yeah, else was yeah, involved? Yeah, uh, they're ripping off uh, ideas. Uh, Anyways. Funny. Hey, did Shawn Michaels do commentary for them? Yes, he did. Yeah. And he uh, that, was, that was the other thing I was going to get to. Um, but anyways, that was the main event. And it ended up being Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens kind of just saying, fuck it. And they beat the crap out of all the guys. And now KO has a match with Shane McMahon at SummerSlam. And if Kevin Owens loses, he has to quit the WWE. Didn't that also happen not too long ago with Sami Zayn? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, um, so, but going back, I don't know why we always always jump to the main event. But going back, um, Dolph Ziggler, (laughs) 
interrupts The Miz, who has Shawn Michaels on Miz TV. I don't know why Dolph Ziggler is just thrown in this horrible feud that makes no sense with The Miz. They're and, really good friends outside of the ring. Yeah, I understand that, but they, it, it, it's just been two weeks where Dolph Ziggler comes out and just talks shit, and that's, that's their feud. Okay. But anyways, they get in a little um, tussle in the ring, and Shawn Michaels says what's embarrassing is that Dolph Ziggler had so much potential and has nothing to show for it, and... HBK ends up getting the super kick. <laughs> um, but the one nice quote was Dolph Ziggler said, was bashing on the Raw reunion. He goes, hey, mo- one thing that was more even more embarrassing was Goldberg in the ring. So I don't know if they're building for a Dolph Ziggler-Goldberg match at SummerSlam to redeem himself after that horrible super showdown, but who knows. And um, Ember Moon... Um, Faced, I think it was, I, oh, uh, Charlotte Flair got the win. And then she ended up attacking both of them, Bailey. So she's going gunning for the title. Well, and Ember Moon attacked both ba- Bailey, Bailey and, and Charlotte, Charlotte Flair. Flair. And then Charlotte Flair said she was going to be facing somebody at SummerSlam that was going to be bigger than the title, which I'm assuming is going to be Trish Stratus. Yeah, I heard a lot of rumors about that actually. And I, you, can you recall? I can't remember what was what was Trish's last match. Like when? What did she? I think wrestle? it was a Raw match. I think it was a Raw match, like a tag team last, match. The last one I remember was the WrestleMania she did, where it was her and John. Oh, Snooki. <laughs> yeah. Was that it? I can't remember if she was good. If she's still good or not. So I'm assuming she is. But. I think she was on a Raw. Well, I could, I could. as far as whether somebody's good or not, I think that A, depends on how well they maintain their physical conditioning and what kind of style they had. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, Rey Mysterio is going to be, lim- you know, I'm just using Rey Mysterio as, as you know, as an example. As a, like a high flyer, it's going to be hard, you know, and somebody that's used to being a Lucha Libre style, it's going to be hard for him to do things, you know, it, it, you know, I mean, how many knee surgeries does he have yeah, at this point? Yeah, he's on another one, another recent one, so yeah. it's like, yeah. I you know, it. or if Hogan's got, you know, like, yeah. I understand Greg's frustration about like Hogan, you know, talking about how he's going to do something. But with a hip replacement, how much can you reasonably expect? He's not leg dropping anyone. I'll tell you that. You know, it's he should have. <laughs> he's not. Just, well, just like one that you you brought up on the current roster, like Ember Moon, like with that finisher, his hers. I wonder how long you know her career right. is going to last. Mm-hmm. I mean, because can you imagine trying to perform that move or night? You know, maneuver night after night. Yeah. You know, they're and, they're really pushing. Um, also on Raw, they're also pushing. They're pushing the the women's title matches. For the faces to kind of be the heel. They're like two faces, actually, because you got Natalia and Becky Lynch, right. Ember Moon and Bailey. They're all faces, but they're like, they're, there's there's no clear face or heel in this. They're basically just. Uh, ba- yeah, I know what Natalia has basically told Becky that she's going to kick her ass, and then right. Ember Moon attacks both. Right. <laughs> actually, they, actually, Becky Lynch was on the Moment of Bliss on Raw, which I forgot to mention, and a funny line was. <laughs> Becky Lynch was uh, talking, and and um, Natalia all of a sudden comes out, and Corey Graves goes, "What happens when somebody mentions Canada? The hearts show up." <laughs> <laughs> I did catch that part. That yeah, was, that was, a, that good was a good one. So I, I honestly, think, I'm looking forward to that, even though I don't like Becky Lynch anymore. Um, I think those, I think those two matches will be good. You're right because th- there's nothing wrong with doing faces versus faces or heels versus heels because sometimes that changes things up. Yeah. Yep. You know, I mean, 
In fact, that that's another thing I was going to bring up that I, I would change. You know, you, most of the time when a title match is involved, I'm in favor of singles matches. You know, one-on-one confrontation between the, the contender and the champion. Right. You know, and... But, like, for the off... Uh, there's, like, the big five. You know, the Survivor Series, the King of the Ring, or what I consider the big five. Right, right, right. Is right. I would save, like, the, the triple threats and the fatal four for ways. For those matches. For, for those well, events, right? Uh, well, no, for, actually for the off-season. Oh, know, really? Like, you know, like the Unforgivens, the Fully Loaded, the No Mercies. You just Same. named all the retired pay-per-views. Right, I'm sorry. I, you know, the, <laughs> oh, that's they, awesome, though. Know, yeah, they're right. just taking me back to, you're, to, to you're the You're screwed in this Armageddon. trivia. I don't think so. Anyways. You know, is the th- is the and the same thing with like gimmick matches like Hell in the Cell, the ladder matches, um, should be saved for like the off months to kind of to give them something of a little bit more pizzazz, you know. Whereas, but the, I'm not opposed to having WrestleMania have a few gimmick matches. In, no, no. And, and, so you know, you have your Hell in a Cell pay per view, your TLC pay per view, right. or whatever extreme. Oh no! But then you have that, a few of those matches at WrestleMania. I think they never or SummerSlam. Right. That was what I was going to bring up, not to interrupt, but was that like they shouldn't? You know, I I never would have taken Money in the Bank out of WrestleMania. I think mm-hmm. that was a great match. That was awesome. You know, and uh, but that goes back to like you know something that Greg mentioned. The, the, that I had said, um, one of the things that I wanted to bring up was like, to me, one of the things you should always do is be moving talent upward, you know, and, and changing it up. So like one of the ones we always bring up is Austin, you know, is when Austin came in, he won the tag titles with Michaels. Then they moved him up to the IC title. Then they moved him up to the world title. You know, now, is that any guarantee that a person's going to win the big one and become world champion? But no, but I'm saying, like, to me, Kofi Kingston should have been wrestling for the world title eight years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, he won the titles, he won the tag titles with CM Punk. You know, he won. Intercontinental title. Yeah, he'd been the, the Intercontinental title. champion. Same thing with Cody Rhodes. I mean, he was in Legacy, he won the tag titles with DiBiase, he'd been Intercontinental champion. So let's give the kid, you know, and, and that's the same thing with, like, those off months. You know, you put your big stars on, like, the big five, and then, like, you give the, the, the younger guys and the newer guys, you know, something to, to go for. Right. You know, it's just like the Royal Rumble, you know, so you should use events like the Royal Rumble, like the Money in the Bank, like the King of the Ring, you know, to keep constantly moving your pushing town. A, pushing your town, right. Right. Now, like I said, that's just because somebody I let somebody wrestle for the world title doesn't mean they're going they're to... They're going to get it. Like right. Samoa right Joe. Away. <laughs> like yeah, Samoa like Joe. Samoa yeah. Joe. Like Anyways, it. actually, that's actually a good point you mentioned about that because that actually was a segment on SmackDown where uh, Kofi Kingston challenged Randy Orton to a match at SummerSlam for the world title and he had brought up a match they had a few years back on Raw and Kofi Kingston had said that the reason why... He didn't get pushed to the world title then, was because Randy Orton held him down mm-hmm. and he used his influence. So yeah. I just was funny that you mentioned yeah. that. So they're actually going to square off at WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Sorry, or SummerSlam. Yes, sorry. The Kofi Kingston I want to see is the Kofi Kingston that knocked the Miz unconscious mm-hmm. with that Trouble in Paradise. Oh yeah, and actually, actually, there was a, actually Randy Orton had a good line. He goes, and I didn't have to come in here and fake a Jamaican accent like you did. <laughs> Actually, it's funny that you guys mentioned that because I, I was on one wrestling today and they had a, an interview with um, uh, Kofi Kingston about that. 
And the, the reason that he did, they, they went with the Jamaican accent is, as you guys know, he's from Ghana. But there was, there was like a, a manager, Prince Nana, that worked in, that actually used to, uh, used to manage Tommaso Ciampa in really? Ring of Honor, who was actually a Ghanaian prince. I mean, that's, oh, like, really? that's like his whole gimmick, you know? And um, so they didn't want two people from Ghana to come up at the same time. I got you, yeah. You know, so they're like, well, you know, I think, I think he said that he'd, he'd been listening to, a, a, you know, a Jamaican singer, and that's where he came up with the idea, well, what if we do... I do a Jamaican accent, you know, and then he t- and then he told how like it all went bust, like they went over to Europe and and uh, some guy from the BBC was like interviewing him. And he's like, well, that's not a that's not a Jamaican, thing. <laughs> you know. And then he, then apparently the guy called his mom, you know, Kofi's mom, you know, and and she talked to him like she would any reporter without realizing that you know she's not supposed to, you know, tell him that well, no, we're not really Jamaican. That right, is you know? something else. That's funny and. Kofi was all like, Jesus, it's over. And Ali, uh, you know, they don't know. And he said, I, I talked to, like, yeah, it was either Triple H or Vince, you know. And, and they're like, don't worry about it. I mean, I'm like, yeah, they'll just scrape it. And- <laughs> yeah, chuck it, on, <laughs> chuck it on the rug. Dude, uh, one of the funniest things ever was when they were in the ring. It might have been the Survivor Series. It might have been a prelude to the Survivor Series. But... Triple H says, hey, wait, didn't you have a Jamaican accent? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> in fact, they just did something on Ring of Honor that was similar to that. Like, they've been doing, uh, like, Billy Corrigan bought the rights to the NWA, and he's been running it as a separate promotion. Right. But they've been kind of doing a cross-promotional thing, and they did a Crockett Cup not too long ago. Oh, did ago. they? Okay. And one of the guests was, like, Nikita Koloff. And mm. Nikita Koloff is, is real name is Scott Simpson. Yeah, he's yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's, like, from the South. And, yeah. like, at one point, they're all like, you know, what the hell happened to your Russian accent? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been living in this country. Too many for, years in this yeah. country, yeah. I've been living in this country for, like, 30 years. I mean, Let me, I, I, know, I know you want to get to AEW bullshit, right? Yep. We have not that much time left until we have to get to your little contest. Here. Yeah. But before we do that, I want to ask you this that we forgot to ask you in the beginning. Okay. I would like to ask you, what your favorite moment ever in pro wrestling is? Like, what's your favorite go-to moment? That's a tough one because, like, you know, I don't want to pull the old man card here, but, like, when you've been watching it for so long, there's so many good memories you know, and I try not to be one of those people that's st- stuck in a certain like. I don't want. I don't oh want come to... on! You send me clips all the time. This has got to be a favorite. <laughs> Actually, I'd have to really. I can I table that for for the moment and, and think about like if what? I have to narrow it just down to one. Why don't we? We'll do our contest and then I'll ask you again. If you don't know, we'll have you on again. We'll okay. we'll figure right. it out. But honestly, like for me, and I know I don't know if it's Greg's too, but I think it's I think could be close. For me, it's the whole, like, like, and I don't even mean, I don't have to, maybe just, like, one single moment, but, like, a series of moments. For me, it was Flair winning the title at the Rumble, mm-hmm. the interview at the end of it, right? Bobby Heenan during the whole thing, yeah. you know, losing the title at WrestleMania to Savage, the interviews before and yeah. after that, Bobby Heenan during all that, to me, right. was, like, 
Just my favorite shit. <laughs> I mean, I have like a period I could tell you that I, you know, I was really fond of, which was 86 to 88 and Jim Crockett promotions. Okay, okay. You know, it was grittier than the WWF. It, it had, to me, had more realistic storylines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The characters didn't have to come out in cartoonish looking outfits. Right, they were kind of just themselves, really. Right, yeah. they had a really good feud going because, you know, Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair couldn't be two more opposite people. Sure. You know, it was like it's like Austin McMahon. You mm-hmm. know, like you couldn't find two more two more opposites. You know, and that always made for good television. Yeah. You know, and so that that whole run with the Horsemen from like '86 to '88 is something I'll remember fondly. But I don't want to be like one of those guys that's stuck in the past and doesn't see anything good in the wrestling that's going on today. Because I love the fact I love what's going on in wrestling today because now there's so much more of it you can watch. Like, I'm watching, at this point, five different shows. Well, the indies have become more, like, less indie because of the access of it now, you know? Right. You have, you have you know, Fight TV that you can watch yeah. a whole bunch of stuff on. The internet, obviously, you know? You have the NWA. You have the, you know, yeah. you still have Impact. You still have, uh, you know... Ring of Honor, Ring of New, Honor Japan. New Japan. NXT. NXT UK. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, what's that other one that just came? Evolve, I guess. Evolve. Yeah. Is a subdivision now of WWE, apparently. I guess. I but usually, when I when I the the companies I mentioned usually already have t, you know have their TV deals. Right. You know, like MLW is like MLW being sports. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which you know, I found interesting. Actually. Yeah, it's it's weird that like they they show mostly soccer, which I you know yeah. I, I you know that's my channel, man. Yeah, I, I figured it. I figured it would be. You know? So that was the that was the channel that that the league I watched Italian league right. was on for a long time. They just went to ESPN last yeah. season, and I would have BN Connect mm-hmm. to watch my specific team right. Napoli to, every single week, mm-hmm. and it was just you know your 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 offset streaming site mm-hmm. that you could watch 10 live matches, you know, right. if you wanted to, and they just broadcast all that. Right. But when I saw MLW Wrestling, I'm like, wait a minute. And that's how I found out about it. Yeah. They must have put it on the site beforehand. Right. And I was like, wow, this is branching into wrestling too? Yeah. That's pretty insane. Because it's a legit sports channel. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. as if, it's as if, let's say, AEW struck a deal with ESPN or, yeah. or, or, or you know, Fox Sports. Right. You know, now you're having SmackDown on Fox yeah. Sports, which is, it's pretty insane. It's pretty intense. Yeah, well, because, like, when I started wrestling, there's no way they would have ever allowed something like that on, on no, the channel. No, absolutely it, not. It would have you wouldn't been, even mention it. Yeah. No. It's, it's like Kurt Angle bringing up all the shit he got over the years from a lot of, you know, guys that right, were right. wrestlers that he came up with. Right. You know, because he was seen as, like, I don't want to say betraying the business, but, I mean, it was just kind of almost looked down upon. You know. Yeah. Now, Greg, I know you're getting a little antsy. You want to have your friggin' little contest. Oh, I just you. figured you guys, when you guys are done blowing each other, we <laughs> fucking talk about AEW or Well, something. you're the one who talked this guy up. Okay, and, and that's I'm great. I'm having a great time. We just spent to, 58, to, sec- 58 minutes on fucking, I, I don't even know anymore. You, Anyways. You, you're, you're the one who said the professor, the professor, the professor. Right, and I said, great. I challenge the damn professor. All right, that's great. Bring it. All right. Anyways. Well, here we are. Yes. So we will get to some AEW because actually I want to get some opinions on Marty on some AEW stuff since I'm new to it and he doesn't even watch it. So, all right. So when we come back, AEW and the trivia. That's right. That you have it is Lockwood versus the Professor, the Italian badass versus Marty the Professor.
big pimpin', baby. All right, guys, we'd like to take this opportunity to talk about our other podcast, The Weekly Edge Up, now available on Apple Podcasts. Yes, that's right. And this time, I have the CCK with me for this promo spot. And instead of clowning him behind his back like I usually do on these promo spots, I'm going to give him some praise because we've made the big time, and it's all thanks to you, Greg. I only have one thing to say. What's that? You're welcome. All right. Yeah, hopefully we can get this friggin' show on Apple. What do you think about that? (laughs) Uh, That's on you. Uh, Well, last week we mentioned that we were holding a contest where if you commented done on our last show post on Facebook, you'd be entered in a random drawing on our forthcoming show to determine our very first guest or client in the barber chair for an edge up. But that was before we hit the Apple Podcast. That was before we were big pimpin', baby. So we'd like to extend the contest another week. So all you need to do is like, love, thumbs down, ha-ha, or mad face, or comment anything you want on this week's, this forthcoming podcast show post on Facebook, and you're automatically entered. So again... Who's going to be our first edge up? So uh, you're telling me that somebody can just post on there how much they love my personalized shirt for you or how much you suck and then <laughs> automatically enter. That's right, my friend. Just like they can comment how much of a wonderful job I've done with your non-beard. Oh, uh, okay. That's right. All right, guys. Let's get back to our guest, the professor. He's waiting for us. Apparently, CCK here thinks I'm going to lose some sort of a trivia contest against his so-called professor. You absolutely are. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you put your podcast career on the line? I will. You know what? If I lose, I quit all the podcasts. How about that? That's that's the best thing I can do. You can keep him. You can keep him. He can be your co-host. Okay. Sounds good. I'm guaranteeing victory against the professor. All right. All right, you guys, let's get back to it. All right, you guys, we are back for more of the Six Borough Wrestling Podcast. A little sting theme music for our NWA guy here, the professor. Why not? Why not? Right? Right. He had a killer flat top. He had a killer. We spoke about it. You were were you listening or were you just dozing, dozing I, I, off? I, I was dozing off. Were you, dream, you guys dreaming, dreaming of wearing your 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 t-shirt to don't bed with your, with your pants off don't or be your jealous. hands on your pants? Yeah, yeah. You think about me a lot, don't you? All right, all right. So uh, all right, let's get let's get to it. Now we we said um, on our way back from the uh, you know before we went to the commercial break that we were going to get into some AEW. We'll let Greg and uh, Professor Marty get. Uh, you know, get get underway and talking about that. I'll just sit back and listen to you guys talk now. How's that? Oh, really? Yeah. Don't take too much time though, because we have to do this 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 contest here. We have to see who the number one brain in this business, for this business in this room is, mm-hmm. legitimately. Okay. Anyways, um, so some things that were announced for AEW is that um, the All Out pay per view. Uh, match card grew. Um, Cody Rhodes and Sean Spears have been announced officially for a match. Sean Spears has legend Tully Blanchard in his corner. 
as his Horseman. manager. Horseman. That's right, baby. Um, he did a sit-down interview with Jim Ross explaining why he had some beef with Cody Rhodes for their upcoming match. Um, there is a th- triple threat match. Darby Allen, Joey Janela, and Jimmy Havoc. And they officially announced the ladder match between the Lucha Brothers and the um, Young Bucks. Okay, so for the AAA... Is that what it is, the AAA? It should be. It is, yeah. That's what it is. So, um, yeah. So, Marty, I am brand new to AEW. I actually am pretty impressed so far. Um, I believe... I think all their matches they have... um, They put on a great show. Um, They're very action-packed. I think they're... High stars, all the matches they've put on so far. You've been watching these guys for a lot longer than I have. Like, who do we have to look forward to in, in AEW? Well, anybody in the elite. I mean, the only one that they haven't gotten yet is Maurice Skrull, and that's because he's still under contract with Ring of Honor. For how long, I don't know. And then the question becomes, will he actually go to AEW? You know, I have no reason to doubt that he will, you know. Um, he wrestles a little bit different style, more um, cruiserweight, more English, you know, type of style than than the others. I mean, we're all well. I mean, Kenny Omega's Canadian, and and um, everyone else is American, you know. So I mean, they have very similar styles. But uh, it, Marty Skrull's like to me is like, you know, the. the in that group is like is a is a standout, you know. Well, he's not there, so how about who somebody who's there? Well, any any one of those guys. I mean, sorry, drinking my water a little loud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. Sorry. Um, Go on ahead. The Young Bucks, you know, will have an excellent match with you know the Lucha Brothers. The one thing, the one thing about the Lucha Brothers that hasn't really played out yet is that. Where I, they have an edge up on the Young Bucks is the fact that, like, they're two phenomenal singles wrestlers. I mean, they aren't just a tag team. I mean, they, you know, um, because I actually first saw them on a Lucha Underground, you know, is where the first place I saw them wrestle. And um, they, I didn't even know they were brothers until, like, after they'd already left and gone someplace, you know, the Lucha Underground had ended and they'd gone someplace else. Um, Pentagon is much more like I'll give you an example. Pentagon is much more like a Samoa Joe, and Phoenix is much more like AJ Styles. So if you if you imagine those two as brothers, and wrestling as a tag team, that's that's what you pretty think. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're amazingly talented. You know, all you know, both of them. And I hope they bust the Young Bucks open. <laughs> well, I think the Young Bucks are the best thing in with, AEW. With, the, with, the, with their ladders. Well, see, that's going to be the most interesting thing about AEW for me is, is that with, you know, is who's doing the booking and, you know, with them being executive producers, like, you know, how, how, are they, how is that going to work? You know, because my friend Doug and I, you know, who I'd like to give a shout out to if that's okay, because um, he listens to a lot of my shit when I'm spouting off about what should and shouldn't be done, is... Um, is he one of the three that listen to our show? Uh, he is <laughs> there's a not, lot more he, than he three. Doesn't, oh, he, five. He, sorry. <laughs> no, he doesn't, plenty. He doesn't uh, actually listen to podcasts. No. Uh, of course he uh, doesn't. Shouts him out. He's not even listening. Of course he doesn't. But go ahead. That's okay. Shout out to Doug. What's up, Doug? 
Believe it or not, he doesn't even have a, he doesn't even have a DVD player. Really? A D, well, not a DVD player. He doesn't have a DVR. Oh gosh. <laughs> so anyway, um, we had a discussion about whether somebody who's an active wrestler should be a booker or not. You know, is like whether that's a conflict of interest. You know, like with Kevin Nash booking himself to win over Bill Goldberg in right. WCW. Right. I don't always have a problem with it. Like, Dusty Rhodes was the booker while he was an active wrestler. But, but Dusty Rhodes is a little bit different, and I kind of take his attitude toward it, which was like, okay, Dusty Rhodes would book himself to win the world title and beat Ric Flair, but he lost it back like a month later. you know. And he always moved himself around. So he might wrestle for the world title. Then the next time he, he'd wrestle for the tag titles or he wrestled for the TV title. Which is something you're against, I understand. This is something that you're not a fan of, winning a world title and then going back to to wrestle well, for lesser titles. No, you can do it. I mean, like, when Cena did it for the U.S. title, if that's what you choose to do, and, and in fact, if, it, if, it, if it'll help elevate a title, I mean, I don't see anything wrong with it. I just don't like where, like, they basically park somebody in a certain position and use like like you don't I guess what I'm saying is like I don't want to see the same group of guys wrestling for a title yeah you know or I don't want to see the same group of guys on the roster like that's one thing I could say about like you know like the Young Bucks like Kenny Omega like Cody Rhodes I mean they're all phenomenal wrestlers but the 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 biggest thing I take away from this whole is that they had the guts to say like we're not going to just sit like with a you know we're not going to just take a cushy contract from WWE you know, we're actually going to strike out on our own and see if we can do this. You know, that takes a lot of guts. I mean, now granted, they've got somebody like, you know, Tony Khan and his father backing right. them, you right. know, and right. let's not, you know, forget that they're worth like, what is it, six billion? Yeah, they own a few, you yeah. know, sports teams. Right. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, so it's not to say like it's they're spending their own money, but for the first few shows, that's kind of what they did, you know, and, until they, you know, I know they own Everton, the soccer team out in England right. in the Premier League. Is it Everton or is it Fulham? I think they might. I don't. I don't know too much about them because I've never really. I don't really. Follow I want to say it's Everton because they are American owners. Yeah. Okay. Right. So Everton. What's the What's the NFL team they own? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, yeah. the Jaguars. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it was it was really took a lot of guts for them to to walk out on their own and, and kind of start this thing. Absolutely. Well, absolutely. What about guys that like um, like Hangman Page? And, well, Hangman uh, Page was part of the elite. I mean, it, it's just everybody has like a different style. I mean, like if I can, who, who is who do you think is the, gonna be like top in there? Well, that's the good question. I mean, like you know, they have Jericho set up to face Page to to figure out who's gonna be the world champ now. Short term, you could argue that it would be better to have Jericho because he's a name where Adam Page isn't. I mean, so you're going into October to kick off this 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 television show on TNT with Chris Jericho as the AEW champion. Oh no, I'm saying I don't know. Which no, one well, that's what we're, let's right. let's put that into like let's let's like make that like let's say he wins this title at all out. Well, because that's one of the factors you have to figure in because he doesn't just work for AEW. He his contract isn't exclusive, so he can it go is. wrestle for yeah. New Japan. Yeah. Same thing. I if I understand it correctly, the same thing with Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is not exclusive to AEW. I don't think 
John Moxley is either. No, he wrestles in New Japan. In fact, he's in the middle of. I'm wondering if all these guys are like have like an open contract with everyone else except for obviously except for WWE. They can't. I don't think so. I imagine there, you know, because that's one thing I hope doesn't happen. You know, because that's one of the reasons that we've kind of had this renaissance. At least I. That's the way I see it. Is because yeah, you have a couple of guys here and there that are you know exclusive to your company. But, and the Young Bucks kind of started this, and this goes back to what I was saying, like, like we could discuss all day, we could devote a whole show to whether we like them as a, te- you know, their wrestling style or not. But but what I'm saying is, is like, they're the, kind of the first team that went, you know, group of guys that went, you know, well, they're, they're not a group of guys, but went out and showed people that, like, you don't just have to wrestle for one company. You know, they, they wrestle for Nirvana, they wrestle for New Japan, you know, and, and kind of moved, and that's part of their entrepreneurial, you know, attitude that, that I think they're really smart at, you know, is, is, that, is that they, you know, um, said like, you know, we'll go and wrestle for AAA, we'll go and wrestle for, um, right, you know. How they bring the AAA titles over. Right, it, but that allowed people to see like there's something other than WWE, you don't just have to go take the multi-year guaranteed contract, you know. Right, all right. And, Oh, sorry. No, no, no. no, no. I, I want to know if you're done with your water yet. <laughs> but it also leads to different matches with different people. So, like, you may have one, you know, they, the way their characters portrayed on one program may be completely different from the way they're portrayed on another one. You know, and I like uh, one of the things that made me laugh was was uh, was when Greg would be like, "Oh yeah, I just saw the greatest, the, the greatest, you know, well, not the greatest, but I mean, you know, he's like, I just saw like." We'll say like you know SCU or like the you know or another one that he brought up was Best Friends. He's like, oh, they're a great team, and I've been trying to get him to watch these shows for the last couple of years. <laughs> where I've been watching all these guys, like I've been watching MJF for the last year, uh, like feud with Teddy Hart, um, like you know yeah. on MLW, and I've been watching like everybody in the elite wrestle on New Japan mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so let me ask you this before I get to the last thing about AEW. What, Mari, what do you think coming up, starting up their show October 2nd on TNT, the all-out pay-per-view, which is going to crown a new champion, and be, you know, ladder match for tag titles. What do you think, besides the booking situation, you know, the situation that you have concerns about, what, is, what do you think is going to differentiate AEW and WWE I know Vince McMahon is strong saying that AEW is just going to be a bunch of blood and guts, which I don't understand because it's WWE. Vince McMahon's also 70-year-old Yeah, But anyways, just because they have a little blood, it's not like what they're all about, I don't think. So what do you think is going to push start AEW? Like, what are you excited about? What kind of things are you looking forward to seeing? And, like, what is some things that they should avoid to doing to... You know, not be good. Well, it's not so much like a void. I mean, everybody's really high in AEW right now because they haven't been around long enough to make any mistakes. Nobody's left the company yet and said, I'm unhappy with the pay or I'm unhappy with the way I was booked. You know, I, I'm, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, to seem like I'm not optimistic about like what this company can provide. I, I'm, I'm totally optimistic. But I'm, but I'm also, like, realistic in the sense of, like, you know, uh, they've never had a pay-per-view where somebody's been unhappy with, like, the you know, like, like the fans haven't come out and said, 
fuck, what the hell did they book it that way for, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, they're, they're, it, it, my, I'll, I'll be more interested to see how, like, they handle their mistakes, you know? Right. Like, I'll give you an example. Was, like, Kenny Omega going on Twitter and bitching about the fact that, like, WWE put on their, like, an Evolve show the same time. Although I don't think it was the exact same time slot. I think it was set to follow. It did follow. Fight, it was yeah, at 10 fight. o'clock when, right. when this pay-per-view was over. But, you know, I, I you know I could see why, because that's the one thing a lot of people pointed out was, like, they asked for competition, and then the minute, like, they get competition thrown at them, they go on and complain Oh, about you it. mean Cody Rhodes goes in the middle of the ring, accepts a nice big check, and then bitches the WWE out because they counter-programmed? Wow. Hold You can't counter-program me. <laughs> Shut up. I have, still a on huge, that. I have a huge problem with AEW continuing to jab at the WWE it's every a, single right. time they come out. With yeah. a pay-per-view or some sort of a thing, they throw these little subtle jabs at the WWE or not-so-subtle jabs. And my thing is that Vince McMahon, his whole, like, his whole um, shtick was to not do that. Not pay attention to what's going on out there and just focus on what's going on. But he sure as hell mentioned it during the quarterly meeting. Maybe it's not in front of the camera, but he's talking about AEW. Yeah, now. but you're talking about the WCW in the back, too. The people are watching Nitro in the back. I'm talking about it in front of the camera. I'm telling you I'm right talking now. about the product that's out on the, in, in, in the ring. Vince McMahon in, 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 is in concerned. He fears AEW like Lockwood fears That's fine, CCK. but, on, but on, on screen, they might make their adjustments for, what, for whatever reasons they have to, to to counter AEW, but they'll never come out and say... Anything about the AEW. They won't bring it up. We'll see. Okay. They have their heads on straight. They won't bring it up. We'll see. I think... This is just my opinion. Was that... You shouldn't... You shouldn't mention... It's it's one thing to take... You know, like when... when They made the... You know, because I mean... I, I can see both sides of it. Because WWE kind of fired the first shot... You know when Triple H made that crack to Billy Gunn. Now it was in it was in good fun. You know you take it for what it is and just move on. You know and if they'd answered in the same way and just moved on, I wouldn't think anything of it. But I, I do have to agree with you. They shouldn't focus on WWE. They shouldn't even worry about WWE. Mm-mm. What I would focus especially, on, especially I'm sorry, especially if they're going to come out and say that we're not competition, we're something else. Alternative. Well, yeah, it's we're only, an alternative. Right. Whether you want to or not, like you're always going to be seen as competition. But they're coming out and saying they're not right. competition. They're coming out and saying we're an alternative. We don't. Yeah. Have, D- Dean Ambrose on Chris Jericho's podcast. Oh, we, it's John we, Moxley. We, whatever. We don't. We don't. We don't feel like we're competition. We feel like we're something else. But we're not that. here to compete with the WWE. Right. But see, that's part of the growing pains, is because they're 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 saying one thing and then they're doing. A, a, they have to expect some kind of a competition, some kind right. of a answer, you know. But I would focus on more along the lines of like you know setting up your brand. Right, but but what I say, one thing I I never liked the fact that like Vince didn't do, is like. You know, is I would bring up like the resumes of these guys. 
you know, is like, look, I've got like how many, you know, former ROH world champions, you know, mm-hmm. and, and because what did you buy them for? You know, it's like I've got former Impact champions, former Impact tag team champions, you know, bring, you know, just just sell their their resume and their pedigree as to like what these guys have done in this business. You know, just like the Young Bucks. I mean, they're former seven-time IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions or IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Only, only, although they've only held that title once. They're like four-time Pro Wrestling Guerrilla Tag Team Champions. They're, uh, I lost count of how many times they won the ROH Tag Titles. I want to say three, maybe four. You know, and that's the kind of thing I would, I would, would... You know, yeah, well, they still suck, all right? So, well, like I said, it, 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 you know, I I happen to agree with you on that. I, I, and, <laughs> well, when I said, Listen, oh, what's that? What's that, Professor? You what? <laughs> because I do, I you know, I do think that, you know, they do have a certain... To me, they kind of remind me of Cena, although they don't get the kind of shit that Cena gets. You know, where Cena, like, is always... Everybody rags on Cena in the six moves of doom. You know, well, if you look at the Young Bucks, I mean, they have pretty much... You know, they're going to do the spot where Nick comes off the top and screams Lucha Libre. They're going to do the thing with the head scissors and the drop kick. you know, where one of them screams, you're dead, you know. And they're going to so, throw, so, like... So cool. The, the one thing, I I, honestly, it. the like you I said, I try, I try not to focus on the hate. That's one thing I try not to focus on, because... So many people do that, and I, I don't want to do that. But but if I had to say like one thing that just annoys the piss out of me about the young bucks is the egregious use of the super kick. Oh well, and, and maybe that's because I'm used to it like being like with Shawn Michaels being a finisher. But and I'm not saying they're the only people to do that. I mean, you could you could point to Brock Lesnar with a German suplex. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure you guys can remember since you're doing a SummerSlam episode soon. Is that like what year was it? SummerSlam 2017. He came out to wrestle John Cena. He oh, he did an 18 German. Yeah, it was like I think I counted 16 German suplexes, and the crowd started to chant "boring." Like, remember how like Flair used to use the chop by the end of his run? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it, it, I. Let's put it this way: I would rather see one devastating super kick than two dozen weak ones. That's what Alistair Black is doing. <laughs> or, or, well, or just like chops are the same way. I, I like. I was just watching the uh, the G one tournament, and they had like Will Osprey, the junior heavyweight champion, <laughs> Will Osprey versus Kazuchika Okada, the heavyweight champion, and the and the the, the mess up thing about that is they're in the same stable, mm-hmm. and they have to face each other, and they didn't hold anything back, and at one point, like Will Osprey uncorked this unbelievably stiff chop on Okada that just put him right to his knees. You know, he didn't back him up in the corner and do like... Your little... Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a love tap. I mean, he just unwound with everything he had. And I mean, it it's, it literally sounded like a gunshot. I mean, and, and, the, and even the ref had a look of like, like just stopped and put up his hands like, like, dude, you do know this is like, you know, <laughs> this is not, you're not supposed to actually hit him. I mean... Right. You know, so that's kind of like my one biggest beef. My, my biggest beef is that they're, they're just very unoriginal. A lot of the things they come up with are taken already, and it's just so annoying. Right, like when like they did they that They're like the cross between the Rockers and the Hardys. Like, it's just the way they dress. 
the way they, they the the way their style. It's just I don't know. And they think they're the greatest thing since freaking sliced bread. Oh, because there's no wrestlers out there. I don't need arrogant no more. There it is. There's no air, air. There's no cocky wrestlers out there. It's, oh no, no, it's but a different level I, of cockiness. I, I, yeah, because like that—that's one of the things that came up about their run in, in Impact was like RVD was one of the guys that said it. Um, Booker T was one of the guys that said it. They have no respect for anybody else. Oh, I don't have respect for this guy, but he still <laughs> hangs out with me. Anyways, so moving I'm forced on. Forced to hang out with yeah, you. Anyways, you know who has an impressive You've been resume? Me? You've been bugging me to hang out with you for a year. You know who has an impressive resume? CM Punk. So, I have a question for you. CM Punk is now slated to appear at StarCast 3, which is in Chicago, where All Out is going to be held. So, many speculations for months prior, and currently, that he is going to show up on AEW's All Out pay-per-view, signaling the return of CM Punk to professional wrestling. So my question to you, because I said it to him, because I tagged him in the post, and he, his asinine response was, who cares? So my question to I'm you, my question to you is, is CM Punk going to show up at AEW, and are you looking forward to having him back in the world of wrestling? And is, what does that mean for AEW? Is it going to be the signal that they're going to be real competition sort of sense well it depends on what you know what your view of, of your company should be are you going to rely on older guys more seasoned guys like Jericho you know and, because that's what I'm saying we don't know who they're gonna that's what I was saying about Adam Page and Jericho we don't know who they're gonna pick um, you know to, to win the inaugural title and that'll set the tone for the company you know, now short term would that be beneficial? Because, like I said, he's a you know Jericho's a name. Same thing with CM Punk. So would it would it benefit them to have people? You know, because that's going to be that might be intimidating for some people. Is like you know to come in and say like I don't know who any of these people are. Like Doug had the same problem when he first started watching Ring of Honor. He's like I don't know any, I don't know who anybody is. They don't do promos. And we mentioned that a lot here that we have to have. Some sort of like we like I joke about AEW and that I hate it and that it's, it's awful and all this stuff, but Greg is right when he says that it's really it's just we don't have a relationship with these people yet. We don't yeah. really have that like we can't relate to them like we relate to the WWE stars. We see them all the time. But see, that was one of the things that, that that's the, one of the things I like about NXT because like you you could argue that WWE had the same perception probably because right. a lot of the you didn't get OVW so you never saw any of these guys right. so like when they come up it's like who the hell is this guy I don't mm-hmm. know you know or girl or, or woman I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know who any of these people yeah. are alright so real quick is he showing up um from all indications that he's given in the past no okay um I I think if he shows up I'm gonna watch more okay but I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like you said, he's indicated that he's done with wrestling. He's going to come to this because it's like a, you know, legends come. It's in Chicago. It's right. a, you know, it's a wrestling thing. You know, he's probably looking for some money. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not in the, uh, he's, he's <laughs> no, he, MMA he, career is down the toilet. He, he, he had stated that he's doing StarCast because it's in his hometown. Yeah. And it's an event set up where he can, he wants, he, his big thing is he wants to go to events 
where you can create experiences with wrestlers or not or wrestling fans, not just all right here, sign this. Okay, cool. Yeah. Be on your way. No, he wants to have he wants to create experiences for each wrestling fan, so he has the time and the ability and the platform to do that. At I think he comes. I think, he comes. He, I think he here's comes. what I think. I think he's gonna come, and I'm gonna be excited about it because here's the thing. I think that CM Punk. He's going to reinvent himself like John Moxley currently is reinventing himself. Think of it as this way. WWE is like almost like a zoo. It's a controlled environment. Wrestlers are handed scripts, promos. Here's, here's what you're going to say. Here's what you're going to do tonight. CM Punk, John Moxley, they're more like the wild animals. They need to be out on their own. They need to do their own thing because they're professional wrestlers. They're going to, oh, we're going to get with this guy. We're going to work We're gonna work through matches with them. Okay, here we go. We're going to get the ball rolling. Here's the promos we're going to do. You know, here's the matches we're going to do. Here's how we're going to really go out there and kill it. So I think he's going to come back. I think he's going to be better because he's been outspoken, just like John Moxley, saying that, you know, WWE is just not a fit for him. And I think that he is going to reinvent himself, and he's going to be something to watch at AEW. Because he, if you remember correctly, he's going to be um, – He's gonna. He was on the independent circle for years before. Oh yeah. WWE. Right. And see, that's the thing, though. I mean, he could have gone back to that. I mean, he could have yeah. gone to Japan. He could have gone to. He just had a sour taste. Wrestling gave him a sour taste in his mouth. But maybe he misses it now. You know, it's. You can't not... tell me. You can't tell me. John Moxley isn't reinventing himself. Oh, I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. So I, I honestly think that CM Punk's gonna do the same. I'm just saying he had such a bad like the WWE gave him such a bad taste right. in his mouth. Kind of like John Moxley, only John Moxley now has something big. He could have gone back to the Indies too if the AEW wasn't here, but now the AEW is here and they're making some noise, so right. he's gonna go there. I think, I think CM Punk's like fire is being relit. <laughs> he should go there with the the fire burns theme. <laughs> But, but that's the thing. I mean, when you say show up, does that mean just appear? Like, you know, I think, he's I think he interferes in the world title match. I think he's gonna. I think he's or, gonna. Or comes out after, let's say, Jericho wins the title and he starts a feud with Jericho. Well, here's the, the thing. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna show up because I think he's gonna sign. He, he's been outspoken that he he's been offered a contract from AEW in the past, and nothing has come about of it. And he doesn't like talking about it because as soon as he talks about it, something the internet, the internet, well, goes crazy. Well, yeah, so what I think, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna because I think he's gonna be given a contract where he's allowed to do other things outside of AEW. He's gonna have the flexibility if he still wants to do UFC commentary or whatever he does in UFC or MMA. I think he's gonna have the ability to, and he's already got a relationship with half the guys on there. And right, he, I'm, I, I, for what I understand, he's spoken to or has a little bit of a relationship with the the owner. So I think he's right. gonna structure a contract. Where it works for him, he's going to get paid money, yeah. and I think he's going to have that creative freedom. I think he's going to go out there and say, "Hey, I'm going to be working with Kenny Omega." Right. Okay, two professional wrestlers. See, that's what lacks in WWE: two professional wrestlers. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we can make these matches great and different, and and not be oh, here's a promo, read it on on screen. Right, but I'm I'm not always I'm not always against the idea of scripted promos because not everybody can No, that, 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 I mean, I got to mention that. Now, it does it it does work for a lot of guys. Not bashing WWE because their their system works for a lot of guys. And like but it said. doesn't for a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah I mean exactly. I I can see like it's it, too plastic. It's too like just like he they're like reading it from memory like you know, it's Right, it's you want it to much, be a little more organic. It's got to be. That's why I said the Hulk Hogan promo at the reunion show was just 
Well, let me tell you something, brother. Jibber jabber, jibber jabber, jibber. And what you gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? And then Austin comes out and goes, you know, does his thing. Right. But does his thing and says, you know what, I'm just gonna go out there and say whatever I want. Yeah. You're not giving me the script. I, he probably got a script. Because right. like I said in the past, he's had a script. It yeah. seemed like it was very, very like, like, you know, um, glad to be here. I'm right. glad to... He probably was like, Psh, this is my shit. Yeah, I'm doing this, and it was the best part of the night. Yeah, but I know what you mean. It's like giving a script to The Rock. Why would you even do that? No. I mean, why would you even try? No. Why I mean, would you do that? <laughs> no. I'll tell you. What, I went. We went to. We went to. And then we'll get to this thing. We went to the uh, Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a script. You know who didn't have a script? Hulk Hogan, John Cena, and DX. Right. Everybody else read from yeah. a teleprompter. Yeah. Saw it. But then, go back and watch like some of those promos. Like, go go back and watch when you know like back in the early 80s and watch Jimmy Snuka try to try to give a promo it's fucking painful sure you know and it's just it, it makes no sense it, it, it you know yeah you could say it's like him being himself you know but I mean like a modern example would be like Benoit when he was alive fucking guy's a phenomenal wrestler can't cut a promo to save no. his life no. you know and like those are the people that need scripts Dusty Rhodes doesn't need a script Mm-hmm. You know, just tell them what you, you just go out and, you know, yeah. Flair doesn't need one. Uh, apparently, according to Bischoff, most of the NWO did. He said, that's why I got those, those promos like I did, because, like, you try to get, like, Savage, Hogan, Hall, and Nash, like, you know, to, you know, to, to keep on the page and, you know, what you give them to say. And it's like, oh, they're all over the map, you know, so I, I just can't kinda... tell me that Hogan promo when he turned was a, was a Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just, no, I'm, I'm just saying like, later on, I'm just saying like when they did those vignettes, Oh like yeah. NWO, oh, well, that, you yeah. know, Bischoff was like, I had to cut it this way where it's got that rapid fire editing. Right. You know, because like, they're just all over the place. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I can see both arguments, you know, and, gotcha. it, sh- and it shouldn't be a one size fits all. All right, so let's let's get to this contest here because this is turning into the Ultimate Warriors. What debut. are we playing Uno? This yeah. is turning into the Ultimate Warriors promo on his debut in WCW. So <laughs> <laughs> this is supposed to be an hour show, and now it's like hey, a two we hour have a special show. guest. Come I on. understand. So, anyways, let let me beg your indulgence for a minute here. And uh, is that what this show is called? Is that what this segment is called? Beg your indulgence. Anyways, so I I have um, created some questions for the professor and Mr. Lockwood. It is um, it's the Italian badass. Now. Oh, sorry. Much. Okay. Anyways, so these are going to be written down on pieces of paper, um, so that it, it's not given away if somebody gets the correct answer, and then this person over here says he said the same thing. So, okay. Are you yeah. guys ready? Yep. And then I have two questions at the end that are not for... Um, Where's my pen? Oh, right here. Did you not give me a pen? No, it's a pen right here. They have two questions at the end that's going to be really quick, and it's just more of an opinion question for both of you. Well, I have so. my own pen. Okay. Anyways, are you ready to do this? Yeah, man, I'm ready. Right. Let's go. All right. Now, think good here, all right? Make sure you write your uh, first initial so I know which okay. one it is. All right. In 1972, Ric Flair made his debut in what organization and against who? That's a good one. I know. I worked hard on these questions. This is the segment stealer, if anybody is wondering. That's my nickname. (laughs) 
Come on, Whisper. We only have two hours. <laughs> you ready? The next question. What title or titles has Bret Hart held the most in his career in any company? Wait a minute. Say that again? What title or titles has Bret Hart held most in his career in any company? What title or, or titles? titles? Yes. Are we talking combined reigns or just individual reigns in, in separate no, companies? Just any okay. total amount. Blackwood struggling. Ready? Ready? Yep. Yeah. Which WrestleMania did not feature any male singles match on its card? I love this. Do you not understand the question? You have this dumbfounded look on your face. You said WrestleMania, right? WrestleMania. Alright, this next question, I'll even throw in a little bonus. So, not including Nicholas, Strowman's tag team partner, who is the youngest person to hold the WWE Tag Team Championship? And, if you give me the age, you'll be a bonus. Not Nicholas. I have to say, you worked really hard. I did. You don't understand. Because I was like, you know what? I can come up with the, the usual trivia questions, and these guys are just going to nail it. <laughs> I'm feeling the pressure. <laughs> Ready? Whatever. Wait a minute. <laughs> Changing that one. Nope. Uh, is it getting hot in here or is it just me? That's <laughs> uh, the steam coming <laughs> off of Ralph's head. Uh, go. Go? Okay. What this WWE... This is our last question. No. There's two How do questions. I have... Well, then why do I only have one piece of paper? Take another. Jesus. What WWE star left three WrestleManias with three different tag team partners as tag champions? Okay, say that again. What WWE star left three WrestleManias with three different tag team partners as tag team champions? Walked out of the building with tag team gold. This is this is causing awful air. You know that I'm sitting here thinking about it. Why is it calling you? Because it's dead air. We're we're <laughs> okay. I'll put on something. Relax. We can always edit too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're taking. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure this thing out. Okay, what WWE star, tag team wrestler, left yeah. three WrestleManias with tag team gold, with three, three with three different, different wrestlers yes. partners. Yes. You're struggling at this, aren't you? I thought you were going to be all right, Lockwood. This one's a little hard, dude. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, honestly, if you're going to trump the professor, 
I, I have to say, he didn't half-ass this one. <laughs> he didn't, did he? Did you write something down already? You did, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Lockwood, I really but think... But that doesn't mean I got it right. That's I really don't think you can get one wrong. I really honestly think you're going to have to be... Perfect. Are you still on this question? Come on, Lockwood. I'm going this, back this, to that one. This, right. this, is a, this is a mental game. I'm going back to that one. Go ahead. All Bush right. League psych out this one, this one, This one is kind of lengthy. Actually, not lengthy. It's lengthy if you want to do the bonus side of this. How many different names has the world title had since its introduction in 1963? If you can name all of them, different variations of them, the number of, the number of different names is the main question. If you just want to write the number, that's fine. But if you can name all the numbers, names of the number of uh, names it's had, that's bonus. say that there is you know what I'm asking is are we are we talking about the title that goes back to the company's founding or are we talking about like 63 company's founding yeah. well yeah no I know I know the company was founded in 63 so we're talking about that title ah. okay see this is why I have the professor well because you could you could sneak one by in that one that's a very easy one to do is getting intense. So that's why I allowed you to call me the professor. I don't... <laughs> you still thinking of it? Got initial these receipts. <laughs> no, I was doing his taxes over here. I got that one. All right, all right, and the final bonus. There's cut. another yeah, one. Yeah, just in case. You don't know how to freaking pass shit out. Yeah. All right, Just go ahead. in case, I don't know. There might be a, like something that you know. There might be a tiebreaker. Go know. ahead. All right. So, who is the person to defeat Diesel for the shortest amount of time to win the Triple Crown Championship? And the bonus is how many days? I had said it at the beginning of the show. How many days? Well, that's a bonus. If you don't know it, then that's fine. I doubt you're going to know it, but... Uh...
you guys have to see Greg is just running. Glasses are back on. He thinks he's cool because he's got Big Daddy Cool Diesel music on. This t-shirt's really pissing me off right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I must say. Did I initial all those? I don't know. I'm going to figure out the... Put them. Uh, what? Well, I initialed mine, so that should keep them. Did you go back to what you... Oh, all right. I didn't know if you were around. All right, so we well, got him. Huh? We're good? Whenever you're ready. Okay, so the first question was, in 1972, Ric Flair made his debut in what organization and against who? That is Marty's answer. Where's yours? Did you fucking put him in order? I did so. Oh, this. Okay. Ralph put... NWA Ray Perez. Marty put MCM NWA. Or was that? AWA. Okay. MC- I just, MCM, that's an initial. What is it? That's my initial, so you know which oh, one is so, mine. Oh, so you don't know who he took on? No, I don't know. All who right. He took the on. answer, both of you got it wrong. Okay. The answer is George Scrap Iron Gadaski, AWA. Okay. I thought you would have got that. No, I did put AWA. So yeah. you got the AWA, right? You got the AWA. Yeah. So, so is, I just didn't is know that who half an answer, or is that. We'll see, we'll see how the rest goes. Are you kidding? Yeah. You're not keeping All right, story? yeah. All right, so, anyways, what title or titles has Bret Hart held most in his career in any company? No, that's oh, a... world title. Ralph put what? World championship. You both got part of the correct answer. He held the United States title five times as well as the world title. Because <laughs> you can't forget the one title right on WWE when he beat The Miz, <laughs> which made him four five time U.S. champion. See, though, that would be a quick... Hold on. You just screwed this whole thing what? up. How did I screw you it up? You said in one single company. No, in any company. Multiple companies. Okay. In any company. So the U.S. title went from WCW to WWE. Next question. So so did we get these right? Because we got one yeah, of two. Ha- you both have ha- a point. You never said they you were both two. Ha- well, actually, Marty has a point. You have Marty half a point. Marty has half a point. Yeah. Marty has half a point. He didn't even put an answer. Oh, okay. I, I, at, least, I right. at least tried Wait, to, no. to guess a wrestler. Okay. So this is nothing. This is Marty. Me. Marty, has, Marty okay. got this wrong. Okay. You got this right. Yeah. We're good. All right. So anyway. So one point each. All right. Next question. Which WrestleMania did not feature any male singles match on the card? Ralph put WrestleMania 2000. I don't know the answer to that one. You no, don't know no, the answer to that you, one? You walked right over it, man. You're going too fast. They were in order. What is up with you, dude? Okay. Anyways, so, okay. I left it with a question. You left it with a blank? Yes. That is correct. WrestleMania 2000. Yes. Triple threat match. Fatal four-way. Tag team matches. Not a single singles match. Not including Nicholas... Who was the youngest person to hold the WWE Tag Team Championships? Ralph put Kenny Dykstra, <laughs> age 19. And Ra- Marty put Rene Dupree, age 19. Marty is correct Ooh. on both parts. <laughs> so Marty gets two points on this one. How is that two points? Because. That's not a two-part question. It's a two-part question, but it's one. I did not question. say age. 
So you, but but for the last so one, but for the bonus. last question, you told me if I get the bonus right, it's fine. If not, it's fine too. Right. That shouldn't be fine too. Whatever. Next, how many different? He gets two points. He does. How well, many... I should get one for getting the eight. I got I got half a point. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. How do I get half a point? Because you got the 19 part right. Yeah, but he gets two points because he got the 19 yeah. part right? Yeah. No, so I get one point. Okay, sure. Whatever. How many different you names has the world... You're this. You're screwed. <laughs> you know what? This is the last trivia you're running. <laughs> How many different names has the world title had since introducing in 1963... Uh, Ralph wrote a whole bunch of shit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, Ralph got the number correct, but he did not have the correct names. I yeah, but you didn't three. ask for the names. I, I just put I, the names okay. down myself. Ralph so is eight. correct. Eight is Beautiful. correct. Ralph put... Would you put three? Three. No, it is eight. Yeah. The WWF World Heavyweight title, the WWF Heavyweight Championship, the WWF Heavyweight, heavyweight Championship. Championship. Will you listen to me? It went from the WWWF World Heavyweight title. It changed to the WWWF Heavyweight Championship. Then when the WWE bought the company out, WWF Heavyweight Champion. Then the WWF World Heavyweight Champion. You asked then for the Tag the Team du- Championship. No, I did not. I yes, said, you did. No, I did not. Yes, you did. I said World Title. You said World Tag Team No, titles. I did not. You said you World got- Tag Team Titles. No, because- <laughs> we will go back on the audio and listen to No, because to you heard- you've listened to tag titles from the big- the other questions. You said Tag Team Titles, and if you said- if I go back here and see you okay. said Tag Team okay. Titles, yeah, we'll- we'll- you're, you're fired. <laughs> Anyways, and Marty's the new co-host. Okay. Anyways, which WWE So I still won. Which WWE star left three WrestleMania's with three different tag team partners? What is this? This is It's this. Owen Hart. Okay. Mar- Ralph is correct. I'm incorrect. Marty is incorrect. Final question. The bonus question. Who defeated Diesel the shortest amount of time to win a triple crown? Marty wrote Kurt Angle. Yeah, which is Ralph wrote really Seth correct. Rollins. You are both incorrect. CM Punk, baby. 203. 203 days CM Punk defeated Diesel's amount of time in the Triple Crown Championship. Do I need to cue the CM Punk music again? What titles did CM Punk win to get the to get the, he won, the Triple he Crown? Won, you would have to win the Intercontinental title, the tag title, and the world title. So he won the tag. Yeah, won the but tag there were different variations. There, were different, of no, there was different. But 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 it was the tag title, intercontinental title, and world title. Yeah, right. That's triple crown. The, 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 what you're thinking of with the different variations is the grand slam. Yes. Okay, because they don't right. have the yes. European title anymore, so you can't count that. So, okay. So you're telling me that CM Punk won the tag title, the intercontinental title, and the world and the world title. But he won the world title first, then the Intercontinental title, correct? And that was all within the year? Yeah. 203 days. Okay. Because he was tag team champions with Kofi Kingston. Okay, yes. No, that I remember. And then he won the Intercontinental title after he won the ti- the world title from... Yeah. From, from who was that? Edge? Yes. He beat? Yeah. So I think, actually, Ralph is the winner of this. Let's see. One, yeah. two, three, four, five... To two, three and a half. Congratulations! Thank wow. you, thank you, sir. I'm impressed. Very, very, very. That was that was. I have to admit that was pretty hard. Yeah. Mm. See, see, I didn't do a bad job, right? No. Thank you. You did a horrible yeah. job. Although, although, although you did a horrible job. I mean, but guess what? What? No, I have two questions I wanted to ask you to rapid fire. Go ahead, rapid real fire. quick. Okay. 
Now, no, no bullshit spiel real quick, okay? Yeah. Marty, I'll allow you to go first. WWE, or wrestling, Mount Rushmore. Who's on it? Four guys. Uh, all right. Hogan. down. Cena. Austin. And uh, Flair. Okay. Defend it. Why? Real quick. Well, you can't talk about the 80s singles wrestling without talking about Hogan and Flair. You can't talk about 90s wrestling without talking about Austin. And you can't talk about wrestling in the 2000s without talking about John Cena. That's actually not a bad view on it. Booty's on your Mount Rushmore. Four guys. Quick. Hogan. Mm-hmm. Austin. Rock. Undertaker. Of course he puts the Undertaker on. <laughs> well, a 21 and one streak at WrestleMania, that's something okay. that my Okay, mine is... Mine is Hogan, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Bret Hart. Now, who drew the most money? <laughs> who was a global star? <laughs> Anyways, now, last... How can The Undertaker not be on the Mount Rushmore? Do you, you, why don't, like, well, let me ask you that. How okay. can The Undertaker not be on the Mount Rushmore? Uh, I don't know. Because I don't like him. <laughs> Cornerstone of every yeah. era. Hulk Hogan, the, Hulk 80s, Hogan broke out with Hulkamania. Shawn Mike, Ric Flair, you know, set the bar with wrestlers, I believe, in the 80s. Well, Hogan kind of stuck. I think it's different for different people. I yeah. mean, if we had somebody 10 years older than me, they might slap Bruno Sammartino on that list. Yeah. I'm you know? a giant. I mean, yeah. that's a hard list. I'm just saying, yeah. I just wanted I mean, to quickly do it. So. Yeah, because, like, I mean, if you grew up in, like, the 60s and the 70s, I mean, like, look at Bruno Sammartino. I think if you measure it out, it's, like, something like eight and a half years for a title reign. Yep. I mean, that's never going to be anywhere close to even being approached. Mm-hmm. I mean, now if you get, like, a year and a half to two years, it's looking at, it like, an insanely long title run. Yep. Anyways, um, last question real quick. I think I know your answer because I asked you already. New a New Day, Four Horsemen. Who's in it? Oh, so like a like a modern day modern day Four, Four Horsemen. Horsemen. Who's in it? Uh, well, as much as I like the revival, I will have to say the modern equivalent of the Four Horsemen right now is the Undisputed Era. Okay, which are which would be Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, and Roderick Strong. Okay, Four Horsemen, modern day. Go. I say, um, <laughs> I say the club with Finn Balor in it. Okay. Why not? You're talking. AJ, they were. They were the AJ Bullet Styles. Club. They were the Bullet Club. They were variations of the Bullet Club. But I go AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and um, the Good Brothers. The Good Brothers. Yeah. He means Anderson. He means Gallo. Yeah, I know. I do. My four horsemen is the revival. The Revival, Cesaro, and Samoa Joe. Really? Yeah. I liked your idea. What? Samoa well, Joe. Yeah, Samoa Joe's a good choice. The only problem with like Cesaro I have is Cesaro to me is almost like... They, they, they started to do it. I can't remember the name of the group that they had. Impact, uh, TNA did something similar called World Elite where it was all, like, the, the foreign wrestlers. Yeah. You know, and I think Cesaro would be, like, a fit for a group like that, you know. Okay. Whereas, like, because only, only because, like, to me, he, he's, he's a good, 
solid wrestler, but he's not someone that I see as a leader, you know, in the sense of like, you know, AJ Styles or Adam Cole or Shawn Michaels or Triple H or Ric Flair. You know, he just, uh, there's some, there's something missing that, you know, is, is the one, you know, other than that, I mean, just based on his wrestling ability, I mean, Christ, he's phenomenal, you know, how they haven't done more with him, I don't know. Okay. Both good answers, all, all of us, I think, so. Like, maybe, yeah. like, maybe if you put him as a second to Sheamus. Yeah. So if you had the Revival, Sheamus. And Cesaro would like to say Cesaro is the Intercontinental Champion and Sheamus is the World Champion. Then you just have the bar in the revival. <laughs> well, horsemen. you could. I hate to do it, but you could do a lot worse than that. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Anyways, so <laughs> I think they're all good answers. So I, I just still think that uh, the Undertaker doesn't belong on the Mount Rushmore. Sorry. No, I think the Undertaker does belong on the Mount Rushmore. How can you say that he doesn't? The guy's been. The cornerstone of every era. You have your Hogan in the nineties, in the eighties, in the eighties, and and early nineties. You have you have you have Austin and The Rock in the nineties. Cena in two thousand. So if you can throw Cena in there, then you can see. That's the thing is you have you have Austin and The Rock that came up in the same time. And that's why I didn't have the rock on. Like if I were to if I were to be able to like split the face, it would be my nineties would be right. Austin Rock. Yeah. So let's go Hogan, Undertaker, Austin Rock, Cena. But I did the same thing, except I did it as Michaels and Bret Hart. Right. So anyways, are you gonna take this show home or I guess so. I was trying to get to a, a nice little Oh my god, this is why our shows run so long. You're so unprepared. Well, you know, I just it just something just came up, you know, and, and and what are you checking your fucking Twitter? No, I'm not checking Twitter. I'm just I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to close the show out the right way, the the proper way. The proper way. Yeah, the proper way. <laughs> okay. You, well, you understand? He's checking out to see how many viewers we lost. No, we, we lost the, a ton of viewers. The, now that we bashed the Bucks. I mean. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, exactly. I, I'm I'm going out. I'm going out with a bang, my friend. You went out with a bang? Yeah. I We're closing the show the proper way. I paid my dues. <laughs> it took you that long to find this fucking I was song. trying to find something else, uh-huh. but this is this will have to do. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so I took your professor on head on. Oh, you you thought the bad you thought the trivia you thought the trivia was shit. And you won. I thought you what? were a shit host. Oh, whatever. I don't even know that. I came up with some good questions. That was by, that was by chance because you said tag team. Title, I did not. But say that's tag okay. Team. I'll take the W. Yeah. Anyways, I am the champion, my friend. I am the Cross County Kid. I am the Italian badass, Lockwood Ralph Rispo. We would like to thank. The professor, Professor Marty. <laughs> I don't remember his last name, so right. I can't say it. <laughs> professor Marty. That's okay. Uh, two hours with you, man. And I'll tell you what, you, you got another fan, buddy. Yeah. You really did. I had so much fun. Well, thank you guys for having me no on the problem. show. I Absolutely, really appreciate man. it. No problem. Awesome, thank you. Awesome time. Hopefully, I can set the tone for your future guests. Yes, so sir. Right. Yes, sir. You're All definitely right. a regular on our show, my friend. That's right. The next guest, we will not have Ralph on the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, the next contest I'm running. How about this? 
I run the next contest between okay. you and the professor. Okay. How about that? All right. Sounds then good. we'll see who knows the second most about okay. wrestling. <laughs> well, and who knows the last well, most Well, here's the best wrestling. part. You're going to run the contest, but you're not even going to have the questions because you're going to be so unprepared. You're going to we'll be see. looking them up on Wikipedia as we're doing it. <laughs> we'll see. Whatever. Right. Anyways, we out. We out. See you next week. Champion, my friend, and I'll go up fighting to the end. Cause I am the champion, I am the champion. No time for losers, cause I am the champion.